what is up? Welcome back to the Culture and Cannabis Podcast. I am one of your hosts, full-time Tony, here with the one and only... JC Coates. JC Coates. JC, we got some phenomenal guests in the studio with us today. Who we got? Uh, we have Tina and Danny from the Chamber of Cannabis today. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. Thank so you for excited. I know. It's, it, I always want to say Chamber of Commerce. I, right? I was having nightmares. I was going to mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> you did it, homie. You did it. It's the little wins that matter. <laughs> Well, shit, what's up? I mean, you guys have been... Dana, this is your first time on the podcast. Yes, I okay. feel honored and well, excited. Well, this is Tina's, like, 10th time on the podcast. I mean, I feel like... She, t- Tina's been on the podcast by herself multiple times, so... <laughs> I mean, she should really talk about a she, contract. Uh, <laughs> she's part of the podcast family. Yeah, sure. part of the... Yeah, I would say Derek's at number third, but you're definitely on number four right now. No, excuse me, sorry? Sorry. Should there be I a mean, battle to see? <laughs> I mean, listen, if you want to come host the podcast when we're not here, um, you're more than welcome to. I think JC and Leilani should get a vote on that, actually. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, Dean, and Renard also get the vote as well. And I don't even think you know those people, but it's okay. But great, you guys are here today, and there's a lot going on right now. Obviously, we're going to talk about all of it, but first, cannabis lounges. Yes. Let's, let's get into it. Like, what's going on? Uh, lots of bills getting thrown around. I see that it got finally submitted. Walk us through that. Yeah, it's uh, going to be heard any day now. Um, and we're really excited that we have really assembled a coalition of passionate individuals who are shaping the industry to say, hey, it's time. We've been legal for four years. This is what our constituents want. We need our legislators to make it happen and our regulators to follow through with it. That's awesome. So, so talk. Let's talk about what like that looks like, right? The bill as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. So, really, there's two parts to the bill. Uh, one is for Nevada retailers to be able to have a dispensary either adjacent to it or in another location that they choose, um, which is great. That's what we need as consumers, tourists. Um, they're walking out of dispensaries; they don't know where to go. So, this would absolutely solve that problem. But we also have another opportunity to make uh, venues in our neighborhoods and not associated with a dispensary. So, those licenses can go for anybody. Really, uh, we want to make them affordable attainable um, and really give folks an opportunity to grow this commerce um, and dive into really what we haven't even tapped into yet and so you know working with this style of bill how did that work how did you guys come together to be able to like put that bill up for consideration Well, we really had no idea what we were doing. (laughs) Not a goddamn idea. (laughs) But really, for the past two years, both of us have submerged ourselves into, you know, trying to understand politics and the way bills work and building a relationship with our assemblyman, Steve Yeager, who just happens to be the coolest dude at the legislature. That's right. I said it. (laughs) And and a lot of the uh, officials and uh, politicians who were pro-cannabis or just want to see it regulated and legislated fairly. So he actually is carrying that bill for us. Uh, It's AB341. And um, it also, like, sorry, I didn't really finish my thought before. So gives people the opportunity to bring in cannabis and consume, whether that venue is an arts and crafts studio, a karaoke bar, a cafe, a restaurant, um, a yoga lounge, a wellness center, barbershop, salon, the really the, it's unlimited on the Mm. opportunities. So Mm. yeah. I, I like the way that you framed it up that way, because sometimes it could be like all about like the person trying to do the event, right? And then sometimes those people always automatically get left out. But when you start to include the other businesses in our community that could just be felt left out because they can't do an event, right? Um, It makes a whole lot of sense for 
you know, the commerce here in the city. I like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic, our tourist, our tourism, or our economy rather is tourism based. And so mm. we are going to be struggling and this is a new opportunity to innovate. I believe it's the next step for our industry regardless. So it's time for Nevada to take charge and take the lead and set the standard and do it just as big as Vegas, but also take care of the locals and give us a place to consume, revitalize brick and mortars, these small restaurants and yoga studios that have been struggling during the pandemic, it's time to give them a new opportunity to, to participate in the cannabis industry. So the bill that that is in, that we're talking about here, you guys helped write that? Yeah, actually, um, Assemblyman Steve Yeager said to many organizations, hey, if you want to put a proposal together and submit it to me by December 31st, um, then please do. And I think we were one of the only organizations and cannabis businesses to submit a proposal, which is kind of shocking. Um, but uh, we worked with uh, our lobby Scott Rutledge, who represents Argentum Partners, and he was one of the driving forces in getting Question 2 passed four years ago. So we're not only able to have him on our team to help navigate these scary waters of the political arena, but also just how to teach us to build relationships within the, the industry and uh, with the regulators because we really had no idea how to do that. Dang, and how excited were we that we could come together and participate in cannabis legislation. Our ideas could be heard, they could become laws. I just find that to be so exciting. And you know, after this, what's next? Tina, what should we do? Um, we're probably going to take over the world, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping we would go to like, to like the moon or something, but take over the world cool We might too. take over this podcast. Yeah. And, I mean, that would be really fun like we're I doing mean, Before right you now. know, it's going to be called the Tina and Danny podcast. That's right. Zesty <laughs> Polish <Listen>. queens. <laughs> Our plan is working wonderfully. Apparently, you have to talk to Dean and Renard. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, but I mean, what, what, what is next? I mean, so the bill is drafted. Yeah, so, so now it will go to to the work session, it will go to the assembly and then the Senate and hopefully it'll go right onto Governor Sisolak's desk and he will say, oh, this is so long overdue. Well done, Steve Yeager in the Chamber of Cannabis. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it gives opportunities for companies like yours. Mm -hmm. And uh, just yesterday on my time hop popped up from two years ago, mm. our launch of Old Pal at the Culture and Cannabis event downtown. Mm -hmm. And it was such a fun event. like. And then here comes the city official. I can't remember his name, but boy, I wish I could. <laughs> and, and he was just trying to look for something bad instead of coming in and saying, you know what? We appreciate you all abiding by the rules. Well done. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's where I differ with those people in those powerful positions. So mm -hmm. you and I both stepped up. We had our muscles, <laughs> we had our muscles ready and our guns blazing. <laughs> and unfortunately, he um, said we didn't have the proper permits or whatever excuse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I look at things like that where we're trying to build our community up and do things for people. Mm -hmm. And then someone shot, shoots us down. Mm -hmm. So here we are now two years later ready to take action and yeah. get this passed so we never have to encounter somebody like him mm -hmm. that's a beautiful thing you know too and I, i'm glad that you guys have that story because i mean it just it just lends to the to the problem right uh, of there, there's not the permits or whatever we can't do this even if you are doing it right and you know um you know, God bless the owners of CMEX, you know what I mean? For let us, letting us, you know, do that event there. But yeah, you know, the, the permitting people were crazy. So hopefully, hopefully we're getting past 
all that and getting into a new era of, of events with cannabis here in, in Nevada. 100%. And I always say this, that, you know, the fact that we are selling tourists, locals, all of this cannabis, we forgot to give them someplace to legally consume it. And I find that to just be irresponsible. That's irresponsible capitalism. Uh, patients deserve a place to consume. We deserve a place to elevate our industry, in innovate it, network, do what we want to do and open that up. Nice. So, and I think we, I know, I dived in really quickly because, you know, cannabis consumption lounges is like really exciting. Everybody across the country is talking about it right now. But we didn't, I, I don't know if you've ever actually introduced what the Chamber of Cannabis is on this podcast. I know you've been a part of it. You, you've started it since you've been on the podcast, but I don't think you've ever talked about it. So let's just give like a quick overview of what the Chamber of Cannabis is and what you guys do. Yes. Besides get the smoking lounge you know, potentially approved. Yeah, uh, I'll kind of do an overview and let Danny talk about our business initiatives, but it's just like a chamber of commerce. But for folks in the cannabis industry who are passionate about cannabis, want to see it move forward in the right way, which means fair and transparently, um, really want to restore justice. Again, question two, we just voted for it to be legal. A bunch of other stuff didn't change. Um, and that's where it takes us leaders using our voice in a professional manner to really bring to light the concerns and the suggestions that we have. So um, really in the last almost six months, we have brought together about 100 people um, and about 35 businesses who agree with our values um, and have want to join forces. Um, the other legislative initiative that we've had is reforming the DUI law. So currently it is a horrible, unjust and unscientific law that if a cop thought you were um, in inebriated and you couldn't drive, you would be taken down to the station, given a blood test. If it's over 0.2 nanograms, which is parts per billion, you would get a cannabis DUI and have to spend thousands of dollars at trying to get that taken care of. So Assemblyman Steve Yeager headed up the chair, uh, the committee that oversaw this last year. Um, and he recommends and now has a bill, AB 400, where we would change that. And it would be based on impairment and a sobriety test, just like prescription drugs, no longer a unscientific blood test. Um, so hopefully that passes too. And then, yeah, beyond that, Tina and I were growing up both part, uh, we were part of a lot of different groups. So, I mean, myself, I was in like Rotary Youth Leaders of America <laughs> yeah. and, you know, all of these groups that, um, you know, made me realize someone has to organize those groups and get these people together. And so we, you know, we were the first ones to stand up and be like, it's time that we all come together after our industry has been legalized. Um, it's no more trade secrets and clicky clicky. Let's get together. Uh, we all have a piece of the pie. If we put it all, all our pieces together, the pie is bigger and we all have more to eat. And who doesn't love pie? I'm... We love to eat. Yes. Tony, loves, Tony loves pie. Hey, <laughs> we see you guys eating all the time. As a matter of fact, do you just eat, smoke weed, and post on Instagram? That's all, that's all Tony does. It's all Tony does. It's the life of an influencer. Listen, guys. Yes, true it's, influencers. It's, it, I worked really hard to get here, so... Yes. <laughs> we, we, you know what? You did. We like people like us, we know. We see you grinding, going, Thanks. building your own empire. I mean, Tony, what are you, twenty one or something like that? Like well, I'm twenty five. Twenty five. And you have a birthday coming up, right? Twenty six, yeah. You have a birthday coming up? I do, up? I do have a birthday Ooh, coming the big up. Two six. Yeah. Well, getting off my parents' insurance. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Well so Yeah. <laughs> yeah, beyond, beyond uh, you know, just organizing everyone to get together, we decided that we beyond just getting together, we want to help people in our industry, just like me and Tina and others mentor 
or learn from each other. So we do professional development classes where we have, we call it nuggets of knowledge. Uh, so free nugs of knowledge. Uh, who doesn't love to learn? Um, we've had two, two of those in our series so far. And then we also make sure, want to make sure that the, our community knows that we are conscientious cannabis consumers and that we are doing our part to build and enrich our community. So we've done every single month a different community impact project. And it's been really wonderful to, you know, come to these projects, whether it's repainting someone's house, donating business clothes for women that are experiencing homelessness, and to come and say, hey, we're from the cannabis industry and we want to help and we want to be a part of changing the stigma in just one other way. Mm -hmm. Nice. I love that. I would like to say, so like a lot of people, um, you know, in other markets, they're always asking, you know, how, how do you get in the industry? How do you start like this? And kind of like with, with what you guys, you just created something out of nothing, right? And, and it's beautiful. Um, so, and just like you guys. Yeah. And then, yeah. but, but yours is based on service. It, it feels like, right. You want to serve the community, you want to serve the smaller businesses, right. Um, but what kind of opportunities has putting yourself in a service position created for you personally? Oh, oh I mean, well, so many. I mean, first of all, like the law of attraction is at a full time high because you are dealing with individuals who are just as passionate about the plant as you are, but you are all hustlers and go getters. Um, some might be disguised as and then aren't once you find out and you start working with them. But, you know, it's just like the law of attraction to the fullest. Everyone's elevating each other. Everyone's thinking, hey, how what can I do for my fellow person over here? Egos are low, um, and, you know, expectations are high of delivering results. And then boom, you just have like this magical little group. So that's really what we wanted to create. And, you know, we've been fortunate and you guys as well, we all sell products. So we get to social butterfly it around and go to different dispensaries and meet so many cool people. But if you just work at one place and you go to that same place, you could be missing out on all these other opportunities, both for friendships and for business opportunities. So we also wanna make sure that we're connecting people um, this industry is growing. People need talent. I truly believe that that talent should come from Nevada. We have some of the best hustlers and go-getters and innovators in the country. So we like to say, why not us? Why not Nevada? Mm, I love it. I love it. Why not Nevada, Tony? Why not Nevada? I mean, you're like Mr. Nevada. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I was literally thinking about it we today. Actually, thinking about it today. I go to Reno on Sunday, and I was thinking about, man, I'm so excited just to like travel in Nevada. Like, I just oh, I love it. Yeah. I love Reno. I always tell my parents, why couldn't we move to Reno? <laughs> I mean, Cayman's pretty similar. Oh, <laughs> my parents chose to move from Detroit, Michigan, to Kingman, Arizona, to give us a better life, and I wish they would have picked Reno, but. All these newfound places and this newfound love of our state, even all of the little cities all over Nevada that maybe you didn't go to before yeah. you started selling weed all over the state. So, 100%. Yeah. You know, just I think Nevada's just an interesting place because it's still like the wild, wild west, right? But, you know, I mean, we could do whatever the fuck you want here, right? You could buy guns, you can gamble, you can get a hooker, you can smoke weed. Hopefully soon, just like psilocybin and like and, and, and more things. Hopefully we can smoke weed in public. Yeah. Or yeah, well, at lounges. In, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. In a private establishment yeah. that yeah. is Being licensed to do. Responsible yeah. adult consumers but, as well. But Wait, we can't just put it up in the air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I wish. I mean, that's what other states are doing, right? Like states like Oklahoma, you can smoke anywhere you can, can smoke, smoke cigarettes. Here. Yeah. And they hmm. just popped off in New York with that. Yeah. Literally. Mm -hmm. Anywhere you can smoke a cigarette, you can smoke a drink. And so yeah, I, think, I think like Nevada Cannabis. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Nevada Cannabis is great, but like other markets are going to do it better. 
And the reason why is because they just had more time to be able to like observe Nevada and be like, ah, there's some things that we fucked up on here. Well, Tony, I beg to differ. Now this is me and Tina protecting Nevada right now, okay? Um, Let's hear it. We don't, we can be the one leading it. Just because mm-hmm. you can't smoke where you can smoke cigarettes, like, I don't think that's well, a huge deal. And we could change that. that and mm-hmm. that's a small part. Let's talk about the medical program, right? So the medical program is completely fucked here. It's one of the worst medical programs in the country, hands down. And the main reason why is because there's no incentive for cannabis uh, producers, dispensaries, or consumers to be medical. And, and it's it, like, look at like uh, Colorado, Oklahoma. Um, Missouri is not a good example. Uh, but I mean, realistically, Colorado and Oklahoma, those two states really crush it when it comes to the medical market, right? And so mm-hmm. we're forgetting the patient a lot here in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the limited license market is not the it's, best model. It's a terrible thing. And it, it does something weird to the psyche of the human. And I hate to get so weird, but like literally, you know, there's people that live in our community here in Las Vegas that, you know, people got left out, right? Um, mm-hmm. People that just can't get in. And, and, it, and they, they quit, right? And they give up because they just... Inside, they think, oh, I can't do it, Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. It's not for me. You go over two, two, three states over in Oklahoma, and it's just like everyone has an opportunity, and it's like people think differently and interact differently, and it's just like it's not cool what they've done here with the limited licensing and how it affects people. Yeah, yeah it, just, it just sets it up to this, like, um, you know, if you're a really rich old white guy, you got a license, yeah. but, but if you're someone in the community, you're not getting a license, right? And, and I don't think we, that's cool. Yeah, we totally agree. Yeah. That's, that's why, why we have this bill yeah. in place yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think this is awesome that you guys are starting with this. You know, I just hope that we move towards the place of trying to move into opening up for more licenses. And I know there's probably people watching now that are probably losing their fucking mind as I say that, but like, it's like, what's going to help the cannabis industry as a whole and help the community. Yeah, absolutely. Thinking of big picture and maybe not just think of one's own success. Um, So we try to think of others. Um, So to your point, mm -hmm. um, we see that. There is a wonderful organization that we have a strong partnership with called uh, Minorities for Medical Marijuana. And Nicole Buffon, who's the Western Regional Chair, she's also on our board as our Director of Medical Voices. She's great. She is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Shout out to Nicole Buffon. We see you, girl. We got to hang out a little bit uh, during our video shoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when did the video shoot, got to talk to her. She's awesome, very knowledgeable. So knowledgeable and so passionate as well. Um, And their organization is nationwide. Um, So they are also writing legislation and and being the voice for the medical patient. There is a bill, it's not our bill, but there is a bill right now at our state legislature that would um, take out the, I believe it's the excise tax. Um, or the sales tax, but it, it would be, no, it's, excuse me, it's the sales tax. And that would be 9%, I believe. Yeah. So hopefully that would pass and that would give people better, better yeah. benefits. And I think there's another bill that's trying to be passed right now that would allow anyone that has a medical cannabis dispensary license that they can turn that into a recreational license. Yes, that would be AB 235. Yeah, which I, I, I feel like there's a lot of dispensary owners who are probably like, you know, shitting their pants with that, but like, that's good for the market, right? Like, I think- We already have 60 coming though, so. I feel like that's small. I mean, think 120? about twenty. Yeah, I mean, how many bars are there in the state of Nevada? Thirteen thousand, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. But now a bar is not equivalent to a retailer, right? How many so of these liquors bar, are in Nevada? Uh, 
mm, and that doesn't much include less to total wines. Yeah, because I also think it's important. Like you have referenced Oklahoma, but their market is so saturated, and there's so many options that where is that sweet spot for there to be enough businesses to sustain the market, mm -hmm. but for people to also be able to make a profit and continue to grow? I just I think it it'll come out through a process of more states coming legal and people getting educated on all the different markets and pulling the best things out. Yeah. And it's just a process, yeah. right? And it's like, just like any process, it's not perfect in the beginning and you just, you fuck it up until you get it right. And I think that's what's happening with, with our social rights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. I love yeah. Nevada cannabis more than most people, right? Like I'll, I'll, I'm the first one to admit it. Um, but with that being said, I, you have to be self-aware and you have to know what your faults, right? Um, so I think opening it up helps everybody. I think it's more opportunities, more jobs, um, creates more competition. I think the, and I, I, th I believe you should let the market decide. I don't think it should be uh, no, just because homeboy was good friends with the governor at the time. He got mm -hmm. five fucking licenses yeah. and, and a cultivation and a production. Oh, and when there's a new round of licenses, he's deemed more qualified just because right. he went to high school with the governor, yeah. right? So it's like- and you know what's unfortunate? We don't have access to that data and how dispensaries are doing in the market because we don't own a dispensary. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that's why we've really tried to focus on that social use venue. Um, which, and, which is great. Yeah, and, and making it much more affordable for people to get into the business. I mean, I think uh, when you opened Smoke and Fire, you got a liquor license, beer yep. and wine, and it was $3,500. Oh, uh, we got a full liquor license. Uh, it ended up being like roughly five grand. All, all five set grand. All set and that's exactly how much it should be for a consumption lounge license. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of stuff that we want to make sure, you know, uh, eventually the regulators will be doing that. And so mm -hmm. far, we've had such a great relationship with the CCB. We are really happy with their communication. Uh, we've had three meetings with them. We've suggested uh, a long list of concerns and suggestions um, for many different issues. Um, and with then, solutions as well. With solutions, mm -hmm. excuse yeah. me, concerns and solutions. She's yeah. always had my back. I appreciate that because everybody complains, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah everybody complains, right? Gosh. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, the bad and their fucking medical program. God damn it. <laughs> I got some solutions. solutions. I got some solutions, though. Um, yeah, so we're happy with the CCB, too. And now it just takes every person in the industry to, like, yeah, let's do this. I know my power. I'm privileged to work in this industry and make a living. Like, let's yeah. fucking go. And I think, the, I think the biggest thing for me about Oklahoma is that the people do understand their power like for example mm. so like the state of Oklahoma made a deal with metric that wasn't approved by the people of Oklahoma. And so this, they're going to sue the state of Oklahoma for signing a deal yeah. with metric, right? And they, they did it with, in Missouri too. And so I just think it's interesting that, you know, Nevada, you kind of just like, the people that have the license, like y'all, just bent over the barrel because I don't, you know, I have the license, bro. I got, I got the the, the golden ticket. Mm -hmm. But you know, for us, it's like, you know, if we come together as a group and was like, no, 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 fuck a limited license model. Like, mm -hmm. we want a bottle that has more opportunities for a lot more people. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's, um, I think it's impactful what you guys are doing, bringing people. Thank together. you. We should yeah. cheers to that. Yeah. We actually all have drinks today. Uh, I brought them. Uh, yeah. They're some of my favorite drinks, of course, the canned drinks. Mm -hmm. And then old pal Tony, that's special for you, my friend. It's a early birthday celebration. Thanks. That is our old pal ale that was limited edition just for our best pals. Aha, uh -huh. that's my guy. That's my guy. Always a good drinker and eater. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Tina, coming in strong. To culture and cannabis. Cheers. 30 calories. Yes, 30 calories. All right. We'll try it. The, old, the old pal ale. Mm -hmm. You know I have a beer too, right? You have a beer too? Called Reno as fuck. Oh my gosh, what don't you have? 
But soon, maybe a culture and cannabis beer. I mean, we should have one. Ooh, I mean, why one. not? Again, That's why it. not us? Why am I stop drinking again? That <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. No more beer talk. No more beer talk. Uh, all right, let me ask you this. So, so I guess a couple years ago, we thought that the, these laws were going to get, um, in terms of public consumption, we thought it was going to pass. Right, it was all it was all happening. Right, um, so what's different now than than then? What are the main differences? Are we kind of in the same place with just our fingers crossed? And well, last last minute, Steve Sisolak came in and said, eh, "We need to do some more studies." So luckily, there's been two years plus a pandemic, so a lot of time to do a lot of studies. Um, a lot of experts coming in with testimonials about what this impact will have on our economy. Mm. Genuinely, it's going to explode. And then even for our industry, think yeah. about it: we can be the Amsterdam of America once mm. we open it up. Vegas mm. is built for this. We already have this framework with gambling um, and casinos and entertainment and nightlife. So. So let's mm -hmm. elevate it. Tina says this death to the mega clubs, death right? Death to the mega ah. clubs. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't want to stand yes, in please. line, not be able to. Oh my God. If I, excuse me, I need to stand in this pretentious <laughs> line and pay a thousand dollars. Yeah, I want to be able to hear Tina's jokes. Um, and, and also I want her to hear me teasing her. So um, <laughs> that's where these clubs could maybe transform and evolve, right? Like people are going to have It feels like it's time. It feels like it's time, right? Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I did not get to live through the heyday of nightclubs clubs in Las Vegas. I was too young. Um, you were nine. <laughs> uh, probably, yeah, nine. You're right. Um, but it's so interesting because sometimes me and JC will be out and about and I'll see somebody that he knew from the scene and we'll meet them. I was like, you used to work for that fucking guy? <laughs> and I was just like, fuck that guy. How, yeah. How's that sound? And it's so and it's so crazy because I consistently meet these people, um, you know, through the restaurant scene and whatnot. And it's just like, you guys run the nightlife scene here? Like, you guys suck. Right, yeah. so I'm, I, I, yo, I don't even know the the Megan nightclubs, but fuck them. <laughs> exactly, it's our turn. Yeah, yeah, it I is mean, our it's, turn. It's toxic. I mean, the body, the body positivity stuff, like you know, the only hot girl line, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just yeah. gross and disgusting. Well, Overpriced booze, right? It's like, yeah, I don't know. And I think that like tourism. For Vegas is evolving. People my age, Tony's age, yeah. like if my friends want to come visit. But no, if, if I say everyone, let's go to Vegas for my bachelorette party. I'm not ever gonna get married. That's a weird dream. But uh, you know, and I'm like, we're gonna gamble, go to strip clubs. You know, some of my stoner friends are like. Mm, that doesn't sound like what I like to do. I'm not really super into drinking anymore. So what, what you know, if I go there, what can I do? If we open up this cannabis opportunity, great. We can all have something that we all love to do and we can all have fun. And guess what? We're probably still going to gamble. We're probably, we're going to have a ton of fun at the buffets. buffets. Yeah. The buffets. Yeah. Turn up. Yeah. Mm. Bacchanal, crab legs. Don't come for me. Don't come for me. Can we just, can, can, can the mom, can the dad and the auntie on the stage unite for a minute against these whippersnappers next to us? Danny, how old are you? 29. Oh, okay. oh. Yeah, she's got one more year. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> one more year. I'm enjoying the sun. <laughs> but, and you know what? It really brings a point to how diverse this plant is and who uses it and who consumes it. I mean, it just brings so many people together that otherwise wouldn't have be together. Like yes. if you, if when you go to your job, you only have your coworkers to talk to. And sometimes you're weird. Sometimes they're cool. Maybe you hang out with them outside of work, but here's this space where we all live, you know, passionate cannabis industry professionals and boom, we're just, you know, building something awesome. I, I say, these are the good old days right now, right yeah. here. These yeah. are no, the good old days. 100%, I say it all the time. Yeah, JC always says it to me, and I'm just like, when, when the fuck are these old days over? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for the new ones. <laughs> 
I understand that we're going to miss these days. And you know yeah. what, you guys, we hope like in five years, ten years, we're all on a yacht together off the coast of Cabo, you know, just enjoying I'm the fruits of our I'm labor. I'm St. Bart's, but Cabo is cool too. too. Well, our yacht will go all over the world, that's Tony. Exactly. Poor, poor man St. Bart's Cabo, but that's cool. Yeah. Nicole Bufong is from the Caribbean and she would love let's, let's send to show it. us around. Let's send it on my yacht that we can legally smoke weed on. Yes. Um, we have a couple minutes left here, but I want to talk about like crazy consumption lounge ideas. Like, what what are some ideas that have been like thrown your guys' way of like something that you guys think are cool? Let's start small and we can go big. Okay. So roller skating rings. Yeah. Um, what's a, what's oh. the tagline, Tina? Oh my god, there could be so many like <laughs> roller blades, roll up and boogie. I mean, there's <laughs> wow, you can have I, so I, many. Okay, cool. You can yeah. have. I mean, there's a lot of gamers out there, right? I'm sure Tony, you're still playing games. Um, <laughs> <Candy> <laughs> just, with, just with girls. Not not <laughs> actual video games. Oh, just with JC's stay emotions. Away. <laughs> stay away from our friends. <laughs> Do not answer the phone. You know who you are. <laughs> oh, um, but no fun stuff, right? Karaoke bars and like I was in arts and crafts and 4-H when I was a little kid. I don't know if people know what that is, but you make pottery and you can just get high and be creative. Or here's an idea. Um, okay, so we don't have coin laundry here, but what if when you're doing something really boring? Oh, the DMV. DMV consumption lounge. Okay. Uh, cool. While you're waiting in line, you know, you get your ticket and then you can all go in the smoking section. You can laugh, you can joke, you can even maybe blow some smoke to the people working there. They could be a little happier. Come on now. That's a great idea. I think that's actually a great idea. <laughs> I think the, the, the laundromat idea is actually a pretty good idea. I didn't even think about that. Like, you, think, you could pick up dates. There. I mean, we both could pick up dates there. You want to go pick up dates at the laundromat? Well, I don't want people to go together. So you need to be 10 feet ahead of me or 10 I feet just, behind me. Or you can call me at 10. I just, listen, I, listen, I, no, no offense to anyone who goes to laundromats, but just a little suspect. <laughs> like, I understand in big cities, I get it, but right. like, if you're in the state of Nevada and you go to a laundromat, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> like, literally go on Craigslist, get a $300 washer and dryer, and never go to a laundromat ever again. Have you ever been to a laundromat? Uh, one time, okay. one time when I was renting my apartment in Reno, uh, my washer and my not washer yeah washer and dryer broke and i was dating this girl up this one time then she broke up with me and i was using hers and then my and my landlord would not fucking fix it and i was like all right well i'm not gonna pay you rent until you fix it man i hope she can see you now you thought i was a bum man look at me now my clothes are clean she broke up with me because i work too much but that's either here or there but um but uh i went to a laundromat and had a great experience me and like four crackheads in downtown you know it was awesome uh i learned about a colonoscopy that day and never knew what that was until th that day so we'll tell me how bad how to get one so. imagine if you could have been smoking weed that whole time I, that would have been a lot funnier it would have been a lot more. i was smoking <laughs> you know what's so funny is i was going out to my car to smoke weed as it was washing right. as my clothes were washing so you know this is maybe maybe i'm meant to open you never, any business the sky is limited. you guys are entrepreneurs i mean Definitely, right? I mean, mm -hmm. what what would you want to open? Let's flip the script here and make this the Tina and Danny show, and now we're interviewing you. Mm -hmm. What do you want, JC? <laughs> what, what do I want, JC? What does JC want? I, I mean, I kind of already know what JC wants. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, JC go wants ahead. a gym where he can smoke weed at. Yeah, oh, that would be dope. Yeah. That would be dope. High five. Right? <laughs> yes, right? You know, like, you know, JC wants a gym that he can smoke weed at. You know, you know, like those those where you do the air, you know, like, the, and they have the little the head, head massages, right? right? Oh, if they could just Ooh. pump some weed in there too, Ooh. that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. I just want I just want smoking fire to have weed. That's all I care about. I just want to be selling culture and cannabis weed at smoking fire. Great. We love smoking fire. We love the blueberry preserves mm -hmm. on the uh, fried chicken sandwich yes. specifically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> smoke and fire. We just. We just dropped a new blueberry spiked lemonade that we oh, use the blueberry right, sauce. Yeah. You know, I think 
I think that we should have our June chamber meeting mm. at Smoke and Fire, possibly. Kick off summer with a fun barbecue style. Cool. Um, maybe, Tony, on, you can bring a famous friend. On the, on the patio? A, fa a famous friend. Oh, yeah. Uh, potentially, I could yeah, talk, I mean, talk with a couple of my famous friends famous and see friends. and yeah. see which one could come that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me see that Rolodex and I'll choose for you. Tony's uh, like, what's a Rolodex? Uh, but we love your restaurant. A couple of your um, uh, guests on the Chamber of Cannabis have been to Smoke and Fire. Great. Al, Al Harrington was one of them. Yes. He came in. He came in like right after, actually, or right before. I actually met with him at Aria, and cool. then I told him to go there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we have a mutual friend. We do. So. Have, yeah, we do have a mutual um, friend. But yeah, you guys have been getting it in over there. Yeah, it's been good. It's been rock and rolling. I, uh, our manager and one of our employees is sick today, so I've been playing acting as manager, which mm. is it's like essentially babysitting. Honestly, it's like babysitting like. 30 and 40 year old children like exactly. uh, listen i you know people ask me what you what you do i don't know bro what do you want to fucking do <laughs> <laughs> just like make sure that people are happy outside i don't know make sure they have food you know what tony but you do what other people won't do and that's why you guys are successful same and si same with you guys right you know and i thought it was a good point that you brought up at the beginning was like you guys didn't know what you were doing when you got started neither did me or jc right and we yeah. just we're just like fuck it we're smart enough people and we feel confident enough in our abilities that we'll just figure it out yeah. and we consistently just keep on figuring it out and that's like why the law of attraction just works in our favor right because you know as you uh open yourself up to more opportunities more opportunities come yes yes so um, we're, we're almost out of time here. We're actually out of time, but we're, we're going to oh wrap it up. Gosh. I know we've we been talking forever. We've talked for hours. We'll definitely have you guys back on. I want to, you know, keep updated on these bills, what the Chamber of uh, Cannabis has going on. Anything, anything? Yeah. So we have our meetings every, t the second Tuesday of every single month. Second Thursday. Second of Thursday. Every month. Sorry, mm -hmm. again. No worries. <laughs> uh, second Thursday of every month um, at five o'clock on Zoom. Uh, this will be our first in-person meeting. Um, it is going to be a members only downtown at 7th and Carson. We love our partners over there. Um, it's a great little local shout restaurant. Shout out Gen T. Yep. Shout out Gen T and Liam, <laughs> the owner. Um, and uh, yeah, so catch us on Zoom if you can't attend. Um, we're going to have a really special guest. Um, you know, we're going to uh, officially drop the announcement on social, but should we tell him? I think so. Should we? I mean, we're in a safe spot. Because I think can, I feel yeah. We can also it clip, clip it too. Okay, so I'm so excited to announce that we are going to welcome C.J. Wallace, the owner of Think Big, a very conscientious cannabis company that focuses on social justice reform, creativity, and healing. Um, so C.J. is the son of Biggie Smalls, um, who obviously we all love and respect, and um, want to learn what C.J. is doing. So we're going to hear from him. Next week. Super yeah, and he hopes to enter the Nevada market, so uh, hopefully he can be a homie too. Sh shouts out. CJ Wallace, hit me up, bro. We'll get you into the Nevada market, no problem. Hey, <laughs> uh, we got a deal. Uh, but yeah, that's great. Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Yes, Wait, where, where can they find you personally, each of you? Oh, yes. Um, I'm your old pal Tina on Instagram. You can also catch our Instagram, Chamber of Cannabis. Plug, plug your company too. You work with old pal. Yeah, old pal. Uh, one of the best companies that I think really is in the, the cannabis space, and I'm honored to work for them and represent them, and we pride ourselves on being a cultural changing machine. And then me, this is Danny B. I'm the Gypsy Sorceress, and I work for State Flower Cannabis and Valhalla Confections. We make cannabis that helps people live healthy, happy, balanced lives. 
My name's Anthony Lee, and I like to party. Yeah. <laughs> party boy. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. I'm going to have a quick conversation with JC before we wrap it up, though. JC. What's good, bro? What's good? What, what have we been doing? I mean, selling and rolling? Rock and roll, selling a bunch of cannabis. We're getting we're getting things back to normal, bro. I, I've... I've uh, You've been in the DMs, on the emails? I mean, I might have booked, booked a venue in Oklahoma. Oh, my God. Are we going to throw an event in Oklahoma it, right it, now? It could be on the roof deck of a parking oh. garage downtown. Tulsa. Tulsa? Oh, yikes. All right. Well, you heard it here first. People were doing the event in Tulsa. Get ready. Uh, I don't know when. You know when. We're not going to announce the dates I'm right gonna now. I'm going to tell you when, but it's going to be the best campus. It's going to be within the next three to five years. So, uh, <laughs> But we're so going to do Yeah, three months to five years. Small window. So. It's going to be this year. 100% this year. <laughs> 100% this year. We're going to do an event. It's going to be super exciting. Stay tuned for more details. Tomorrow, though, we have a miniature event at the Vegas Treehouse off of Tropicana and Decatur. Um, we're gonna be rolling over there with Bounty Extracts. They're a wonderful vape company. Um, we're gonna have Tacos 24 in the building. We're gonna have DJ OG Surge in the building. And it's Chuck's fucking birthday tomorrow. Oh, it is Chuck's birthday. It is Chuck's oh. birthday tomorrow. Oh. Chuck is gonna hate me that I'm telling people this. I'm, I'm thinking now. He was just like, listen, just don't tell anybody it's my birthday. Like, I said, I want to give it low key. <laughs> I was like, Chuck, no, I'm gonna literally make sure that every single person wishes you a happy birthday tomorrow. And oh. he's gonna literally hate me. So um, that's happening. Uh, me and Chuck, though, are gonna take a little buddy buddy trip. Not buddy buddy trip, we're gonna take a work trip up to <laughs> Reno, Nevada. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's buddy buddy for you. It's, 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 <laughs> listen, work for me is a fun time. For Chuck, it's not so much. I don't get why he doesn't like just hanging out with me all the time. Because you're bossy. Yeah. <laughs> also, that might be the case. You know, it's, it's, it's the Tony show sometimes. But um, but we're going to be going up, up there. We're going to be meeting with some amazing people. So um, if you haven't tapped in, we have about one or two spots left open. Do some influencer videos. Um, we're going to be doing some pop-ups up there with a couple of our dispensary partners. Um, we're going to be linking up with some awesome activists up there. And I talked to Steve Yeager this morning via DMs. Slid, slid in there. Ooh. And uh, we'll be doing some work with him as well, too. So I'm excited about that. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to be creating some content that the Chamber of Cannabis could use. Isn't it cool you can slide into a legislator's DM? I think it made it a little bit easier that I met him now like four or five times. Because like <laughs> if I would be a little bit like uneasy, like, hey, bro, like I own this cannabis company. You want to be on the You know what? All you guys got to say is I'm with the chamber and they know who it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm with the chamber. Yeah. Chamber. I'm with the chamber, dog. And by the way, Treehouse and Bounty also gold chamber members with us. Listen, Great people. We, we, only, we only fuck with the gold, gold members. You <sighs> feel me? Gold status. Right. Gold status. Winners stick with winners. Winners stick with winners all day. <laughs> yes, thank you for being gold members, by the way. Of we course. didn't drop that. No. We really appreciate yeah, no. that. It's been awesome. I had to really uh, talk Tony into that. <laughs> <laughs> he called me the other day. He was like, thank you, JC. It was, it was a great decision to go. Uh, How much? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually very, very inexpensive. Very reasonably. And we're all volunteers. Yeah. We do this all in our yeah. spare time. I'll say right now, we're, we're gold sponsors and we've received way more uh, value than the, the dollar amount that we spent to become that gold yeah. sponsor. So yeah, this if, is a great group to be a part if, of. Yeah, if you're a cannabis business or you're like uh, an ancillary company, you should definitely think about getting involved in the Chamber of Cannabis. It's opened up some doors for us as well, and it's been awesome just connecting with the people and being able to say that we're a part of an organization that prides themselves about being for the community. So thank you
you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Uh, one last thing I wanted to, I just remembered. Uh, Oklahoma, we're coming back April 29th through May 3rd. Yes. Um, we're going to be rocking and rolling, trying to get everything set up for this upcoming event. But if you, if we reach out to you, if you reach out to us and we weren't able to connect last, last time, make sure to reach out to us again. Let's get that rocking and rolling. And yeah, man, that's it. Yeah. I won't be here next week. So it's going to be JC by himself. I'll be here. I'll oh, maybe. Did you need to fill in? <laughs> <laughs> we, I, you, might, you might get a remote in by, uh, by full-time Tony and Chuck. Um, but yeah, so that's what we got rocking and rolling. So thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. And that's it. Thank you guys so much for watching. See you guys next Thursday. Peace.